Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where we get into people's heads and find out how their choices in life has affected them. My name is Leslie Fear. I'm your host. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Tonight I'm joined with Priscilla Soltero, and she is a holistic practitioner. She's a shaman, and she's also a domestic abuse survivor. Welcome to your show, Priscilla. Oh, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I'm very interested in the work that you do. And before we get into too much of that, can you tell me what got you into being a holistic practitioner, doing the shaman work, and a little bit about your background? I've been in the holistic and medical field for uh, give or take about 15 years. My journey started in 2007. I applied to become a medical assistant because I really had an urge to help people. I really wanted to make a difference in the community. And it was something that I always wanted to do ever since I was young was to help others. And as I was working as a medical assistant and going on to my happy life, I did encounter some very traumatic and abusive string of relationships. And I started to realize that for some reason, I was attracting a certain type of partner. They would start out really nice, and then they would turn into someone who was very abusive, very controlling, whether it was verbal, physical, mental, or emotional. So I really wanted to know what factors or what I was putting out, what I was doing in my life, even though they were sick as well, I wanted to know what I could do to change that attraction. Because it was becoming a pattern, and I wanted to know what created that pattern, and was there anything that I could do to redirect that energy or redirect those people and attract the right type of partner? I got to tell you, Priscilla, I love the fact that you actually said, because they're sick too. So many people focus on just the victim, and don't get me wrong, I'm trying to get the whole picture here. There's a reason why abusers abuse. I'm not giving them an excuse, but there's also a reason why the people that are abused keep going back. And that's, it sounds like what you wanted to figure out. Yes, exactly. For me, it was very frustrating because I was doing everything I could. I was putting all my energy into attracting the right partners. I was writing lists. I was doing so many things that all these people teach how to do. And it was all coming up with the same type of person. And I had no ability to leave these relationships. The only way that they would end is if I literally was physically beaten and just wasn't able to continue. So I literally had to leave. Let me ask you this. Were you in some kind of family issue where there was some abuse? Or was it just something that kind of happened when... You left your family and all of a sudden you're in this abusive relationship and you have no idea because you're in college or whatever it is. I think for me, it started very young. I had a father who was an alcoholic and I also had a mother who just kind of was doing a lot of things. She was doing her best, but she just couldn't be there for me. And my father and I had a very toxic relationship. I don't want to go into a lot of details because unfortunately he has passed on. But right. um, I, I believe that at a young age, being in that type of situation with him and being around him 
I was looking for that in my adult life. And I said to myself, I never wanted to marry someone like him. But I ended up in relationships, serious relationships, not marriage, thank God, but serious relationships where I was with men that were abusive and were using drugs and alcohol. And let me tell you, Priscilla, you know, it's funny you say that because you were brought up a certain way and we won't go into specifics about your own father, but the fact that he was an alcoholic and the fact that your mother was kind of a little bit checked out, it kind of programmed you. Is that correct in my assumption that it kind of made you think, okay, well, this is the right way to do it. This is the kind of person I need to find. This is how everyone has a relationship. Is that right? Or did you do that at first? Yes. I feel like on a conscious level, I was trying to get away from it. But on a subconscious level, I was being trained subconsciously that this is how it's done. This Mm -hmm. is the This is what love is. Yeah. All on a subconscious level will attract what we're subconsciously trained to accept as this is what we know and this is what is good for us and this is love, even if it's toxic and destructive. Right. And and I think you and I talked before we started recording and, and I did mention to you that I had a very dear friend that had gone through a very abusive relationship. Actually, it was a marriage and it was horrific for her and... I ended up being one of the people that helped her, not the only person. But do you know that she was, it's like she had PTSD. She would sleep with a gun under her pillow for months afterward. And it was so sad, but yet I understood it because he was so unstable and so sick like we talked about. I mean, is that something that you could maybe even help people with, with your your hypnotherapy? And tell me a little bit more about that. So I got into hypnotherapy because for me, I was trying to figure out exactly what I needed to do to reprogram my brain, my subconscious mind with what I wanted. I wanted to get rid of all of the pre-programmed stuff, the stuff that I didn't need, and I needed to know how to do that. So I went to HMI, which is a school out here in Tarzana, California, and I was able to achieve my degree, and during the course of the of me going to school there, we do hypnosis on each other. We do have mentors that give us therapy, and for me, it was like a light bulb went off, and I realized that I could control these preconceived, like pre-programmed stuff, and I was able to replace it with things that I wanted, with things that I wanted in my life, and through this experience, I was able to attract a partner it was also a hypnotherapist that, you know, does his own practice. He's Native American, so he has his Native American medicine. He brought me into that world, and I started my journey on my uh, animal medicine journey and started my sh- shaman journey. So I work with that. And also my neurolinguistic programming, which is really big. Uh, Tony Robbins uses it. So all of these little pieces I was able to use for myself, and I said, well, if I can use it for me, then I want to take that to the women who are struggling and suffering like me and wondering, what do I do? Because I can't stop going back to him. And if I keep going back to him, he's going to kill me. And when I do leave, how do I get rid of all of this damage? It's not like a magic marker or a eraser, but it does help to soothe the symptoms and it helps to rebuild your life and it helps you to attract what you want instead of what you feel like you just can't control what happens 
you are able to do that with this type of fear. Right. And, and I agree with you because I think at one point, I don't know if it was more of a maturity situation or just a fed up situation where she finally decided, and it may have happened to you as well. She was like, I, I'm not doing this anymore. I now have a child with this man. He's now starting to threaten both of us. He's already threatened me for the entire time of our marriage. So it's almost like she was, it, it, you're right. It was like a light bulb. But let me tell you what actually was, I think, the catalyst that actually made her change. The cops had been called. They had been called a couple times. So the cops were familiar with them. And when the officer walked up to her and said, lady, if you stay with this man, you're the sick one. And she fell apart. And she said, Leslie, that was it. That's how I knew. Yeah, that's basically what happens is a very tragic event has to happen to get women who are programmed to be in these relationships to get out. Something has to jerk your subconscious mind yes. into action. And with me, what happened, my personal story was the um, abuser that I was involved with, and I never mention his name because for me it's not important about crucifying him. It's more important about talking about the illness and the Absolutely. disease and how to help. Right. And so what had happened was, was we had gotten into a physical fight, uh, which we had done before, but this was different. He choked me out and he punched me in the stomach and at the time I was pregnant. Oh my goodness. And it was very awful. He went to jail and I was able to get away with him with no shoes on my feet and nothing but a bag everything that I could grab. A friend of mine grabbed me up, took me back, and I gave birth to my daughter. And unfortunately, there was two embryonic sacs that I gave birth to, but only one baby. And when my daughter was born, she was clinically dead. Mm. She went into the NICU, and oh I went there gosh. every single day and prayed over her and just loved on her as much as I could with all the wires and all the things. And she came out of that. They said she was going to have all these disabilities and all these problems, and she came out of it. And she is so smart and loving and caring and beautiful. And I have to tell you that it really is that one moment. And some women just don't get the luxury of having that second chance. And this is why I do what I do, because I'm hoping that I can give them something that makes that shift and it's a powerful shift that has to happen and I know that hypnosis and what I do is another way of powerfully shifting without getting to that point absolutely wow that was okay you're gonna make me cry I think I'm actually crying now no I mean I told myself I wasn't gonna cry but <laughs> well you know it's powerful because if nothing else it's it's a value in yourself and it's a recognizing of whether the officer came up to her and said, you're the sick one, or, you know, you went into labor and you were so afraid that your daughter wasn't going to make it. And then you actually might've had a twin. And the fact that you may have lost another baby, but you still held on tightly to the other one. Of course, you're going to do everything you can to save that baby. And my goodness, Priscilla, how horrific, but how beautiful if nothing else, to get you out of a situation. That's the thing. 
And I was going to just mention that in my practice and in my work with my clients, I have noticed that there are three factors that these women all possess. And one of them is, is that they are very giving and loving women. They're the type of women that would give the shirt off their back if they had to. And the second one is, is that these are women who have very, very low self-esteem. Predators look or abusers will look for a woman who has low self-esteem. And then the third thing I have noticed that has been the strain in all of us is that these women usually are so caught up in trying to help the abuser that they don't realize how sick it is making them until it's too late. And those are the three factors. And if you have all three of those, then you have a danger to attract an abuser. So I teach women how to use all of these three things that are connected for their good, but to replace whatever is damaged there, like to give them back their self-esteem. Because most of these women, if they were able to be caregivers but still say no and still care for themselves, if they were able to have high self-esteem, so that the abusers leave them alone. If they were able to know how to focus on themselves and focus on their relationship collectively in a healthy way, then they don't fall into the trap of becoming vulnerable to an abuser. And these are some of the things that I like to teach women because I've noticed that this is a pattern not only in myself, but in the women that I treat in my practice as well. Right. No, she was my friend and she still is. She's absolutely the kind of person that you're right, that would give you the shirt off her back. She would give you her last penny. She is that loving and that giving of a person. And you almost have to rein it in because whether it was years ago or this day and age, it doesn't matter. That's a dangerous situation to get into. And it can make a woman very vulnerable. And the abusers will look for those qualities and they will test you. They will do small things at first to test to see if you're going to put up with it. They'll embarrass you in public. They'll start isolating you. They'll start taking you away from your family and friends that care about you. They will make you believe that they are the only ones that can solve your problems. They will love bomb you and then take their love away and you will feel like you need to chase after them. They will literally get you addicted to their presence in your life and then take it away to make you feel like you desperately need them, even when they're hurting you at the same time. They are master manipulators, and this is something that is because either they were abused or because they have narcissistic qualities. And as far as I've seen with abusers, those are basically the two main categories that they fall into. And a lot of times there is no therapeutic process that can help them. But the only thing that a woman can do is to work on herself and just attract the right person. And hopefully that abuser at some point But most of them will not go to therapy because they do not want to believe that they are truly damaged and they would rather damage others than help themselves. No, I agree. And it's so funny that you're talking about low self-esteem because my friend is one of the most physically beautiful women I know. I mean, absolutely drop dead gorgeous woman. And it doesn't matter how pretty you are, 
how thin you are, how successful in your life you are with whatever you're doing. When you are in the situation, when someone is abusing you, and someone is taking advantage of you, and someone doesn't care, but still continues to do this to you day in and day out, and you allow it, you have to take a look at yourself. And finally, she did that. And I'm so happy to be talking to you about this today, because I think there are so many myths about this particular subject. I mean, such as what I just said, beauty, success, all those things. If you have any inkling of self-doubt, that is their way in. Very true. And what people don't realize is that the way that I treat women is within the 12 steps because it does become an addiction. The adrenaline rush that you receive from being abused is the same feeling as when you are in love. It is a rush of adrenaline and it is comparable to each other. So that's why women fall into this trap. They don't get addicted to the abuse, but they get addicted to the adrenaline rush that comes with the cycle of the fight, the person trying to make up, and then this like love bombing. This is something that causes an adrenaline rush in the brain, which tells that woman, tells that person that this is love, but it is a false love. And there are other ways to create that adrenaline rush for yourself, about yourself, than to have this false creation from this abusive person. And that's how they get these women to stay. They literally work with their own bodies against them. It's like Stockholm Syndrome, am I correct? Yes, it's very similar to that. But it's biological. It's like this adrenaline rush. And with Stockholm Syndrome, the person will relate to the abuser because What happens to the brain in these situations is it starts to realize that it wants to survive. And the feeling, if if someone is abusing you so frequently and then you make love or or they do something that's pleasurable, it's 10 times more pleasurable. Mm, I can understand that. Someone is doing it all the time. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it becomes addictive. And these women are becoming addicted to these types of relationships without even realizing it. And it's not their fault. It's because they have the perfect combination of the three and this abuser has just grabbed onto them and won't let go. Wow. Okay, so let me ask you this. If someone is listening right now and they are in what they now think might be an abusive relationship because we've just kind of torn this apart and, and, and analyzed it to pieces... What would your advice be to them? What could they do that could help them if they feel like they can't get help? The best thing to do is to get together a plan. It's not something they can write down because the abuser might find it. But in their mind, they need to start piecing together how they're going to leave the situation. They also need to call the domestic abuse hotline. And then the very next step would be to contact a social worker or an MFT, which is a marriage and family therapist, because those are the professionals that will be able to not only emotionally help them, but also physically and legally. And then I also offer, when they go through um, all of those steps, I also offer free hypnotherapy for any and all domestic abuse survivors that have gone through the process of leaving. I always work with them once they're out because for me, I can't do like the legal stuff that they would need 
So there's a lot of things that they need to put in place. But once they're ready for therapy and they're ready to work on their PTSD and work on all of the things from the trauma, I'll be there for them to help them with that along with their MFT or therapist. So that's what I offer and that's the information I give to every woman that comes to me in this situation. But the first step is that knowing I am done, that this is enough and I need to move on. And some women unfortunately don't get to that place. But the women that do, they get healthy and they never look back. And there is life after abuse because I am living proof that you can go through immensely awful experiences and still have a wonderful life. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, even right after she had left her marriage and found an amazing, wonderful man to marry again. She was still experiencing those uh, little caveats of, oh, I don't have to look perfect. I don't have to have my hair done every day. I don't have to have my makeup on every day. I don't have to have my nails done every week. Uh, it's one of those things where they were expecting perfection and she's already beautiful and she could just relax and it was still carried over years later. It's just such a mind screw. It, I can't say the other word I want to say. It's such a... <laughs> It really is. Because every traumatic experience that we have, it imprints into the fabric of our brain and it literally wrinkles our brain. But what we can do is we can counteract that experience with hypnotherapy. I diffuse the experience. I take the emotion. I turn it down. I use colors. I use music. I use different things to really desensitize them because it really is a desensitizing process that needs to happen so that they don't carry into their healthy relationship what they've learned in an unhealthy relationship. So they literally have to relearn how to love, but they can because the main factor is a woman who is loving and has a huge heart. And every woman that I've talked to that I've been able to help with this desensitization has been able to easily understand and grasp these tools because innately they are loving and caring people. That's exactly right. And that's exactly what she's experiencing now. I mean, she's been married for years now and just as happy as she can be. And I couldn't be happier for her. And I know what she's been through and I know how hard it was for her. God bless her for that because, and you, because it, it's not, it's not easy to leave this situation. I think, and if I'm not wrong, I think she even told me the stats are uh, seven years or the average that a woman would stay in a relationship. Is that correct? Yes. With one of my abusers, I was with him for about seven and a half years. Wow. Okay. Well, there you go. There's proof in the pudding. And I'm always a believer in, hey, it's not a mistake if you learn from it. Although seven years, you lost that much of your life. However, I always try to have that cup half full. Look what you gained from it. Look what the message you're sending now and the people that you are helping now, look how they've gained from it and you've gained from it. And I hate that you went through that. I hate that she went through that. But I can only look forward at this point and be so happy for both of you that you're on the right track and so much happier now. Look, what you've got a beautiful business now and Tell me more about what you do with your clients. Tell me exactly what they can expect from you. Well, what I love to focus on in my business 
is connecting with your higher or future self to bring opportunities into the now. So what I love to do is I love to take women especially, those are my favorite clients to work with, I love to take women and I love to teach them how to become or how to embody their future selves. Every woman has a self that they want to draw knowledge from. And every woman has an experience of, well, I want to do this or I want to do that or maybe they want to make a major move or maybe they want a relationship. And I teach them how to find that loving wise and that loving guide. I use imagery, I use neurolinguistic programming, and I also use my medicine and shaman work to really lead these women to this version of themselves that they feel has all the knowledge and information. And it's kind of like your inner voice that just helps guide you. And I think in this society, we have really lost touch with that inner voice. And it doesn't have to be spiritual, even though I'm a very spiritual person. This is why I use the higher self, because it really works for everyone. Whatever your belief system is, everyone believes in the best version of themselves. And so I work with these women to connect with that future self or that higher self. And wonderful things will happen because in the circle of attraction that you create, around your body is magnetic fields. And the 10 people that are in your inner circle are all not only sending energy to you, but you are receiving energy and sending it back. So the first thing I tell women, and this is a freebie that I'll give your listeners because I think it's super important to start with, is look at your inner circle. Look at the 10 people that you are hanging out with the most and ask yourself, what are they giving to me and what am I giving to them energetically and what am I receiving and what are they receiving? And if those 10 people in your inner circle are not in the bracket that you want to be financially, if they're not doing the job that you want to do, if they don't have the life or similar things that you want to accomplish or do, or if they're not in line with you completely, then those are the 10 people that should not be in your inner circle. They can be friends. Your inner circle should be made up of people that are making what you want to make, feeling how you want to feel, have the relationships that you want, and have the experiences that you want to have. And once you do that, it breaks open wide the circle of attraction, and it is a harmonious and wonderful exchange between you and those 10 inner circle relationships. Okay, can I be your best friend now? (laughs) Sure. <laughs> <laughs> because now I want to be your best friend because, uh, dang, girl, I feel like I need, need to sit down on your couch, lay down. Uh, I'll even take a facial, whatever I need to, to get into that, you know, inner space. <laughs> and I'm not trying to make light of this, but, you know, it's such a heavy topic. And I just want everyone to know there's people there that love you and there are people there that can help you. And it may not be the people you expect, but it will be the people you need. All you have to do is, all you have to do is reach out. And Priscilla, you have been amazing. Can you please tell everyone where they can find you, any social media you have, so that if somebody needs help, they can contact you? Definitely. I have a wonderful Instagram. It's at Tree of Life Hypnotherapy. And that's T-R-E-E of Life. And then H-Y-P-N-O-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y. And then I also have an email that people can reach out to me. It's 
hypnotherapygoddess at gmail.com. And that's the same spelling, H-Y-P-N-O therapy goddess, two S's and two D's at gmail.com. And then, of course, I have a Facebook, which is Priscilla B. Soltero, and you can look me up. I'm working on my YouTube channel, so that's in the works. But that's where people can find me, and you can book me. I have a sliding scale, so I'm willing to work with you. And I just love helping people find their true reason why they're here. And that's mainly why people come to me is, why am I here? And so that's what I really specialize in, and also PTSD and and trauma. Right. And God knows we all need that now at this lovely time of uh, 2020. But um, no, you have been amazing, Priscilla. I, I can't thank you enough for your time and just your knowledge and just if nothing else, like, gosh, I hope we help someone today. And, and thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thank you, Leslie. You have a wonderful day and everybody stay safe out there. If you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review. It'll help my podcast out and more people will be able to listen. Also, I am a novelist and write paranormal romance. All my books are available on amazon.com, so check me out. And you can also reach me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you guys all for your support, and I'll talk to you next week.